up, Metal Maniacs? You've got Tom. You've got George. And you've got another podcast coming. Yes, you do. Mm. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, George. Takes another drink or two. All right, George, since you've supplied the beer yet again, tell me what we're drinking. Sure thing, bro. So, this is called... Ooh, I just tasted it. Nice. And that reaction is definitely uh, appropriate because this beer is awesome. Dude, this is fucking fancy beer. This is Little Wolf Pale Ale Mm. made by a company called Zero Gravity. Zero Gravity is based up in Vermont, Burlington to be specific. I picked up a little bit of this when I was in Vermont on my honeymoon. And let me tell you, that state, as tiny as it is, is large on the craft beer scene Mm. and they really have an amazing food and drink scene up in vermont a lot of local ingredients they've got great beer including this little wolf pale ale from zero gravity which it's a little bit hoppy but also kind of fruity in a sense it's fruity and you know what i like about you know you know me i'm not a big ipa guy Pale ales, I can definitely drink. This is not too bitter. It's very, like you said, it's very fruity and it's very easy to drink for a pale ale. It's approachable and it's robust. And I gotta say, if someone like me who doesn't like pale ales at all can get behind this, then I would definitely recommend, dear listeners, that you go and check this out because. It might change your mind about a style of beer that maybe you hadn't thought twice about. Isn't it interesting how subjective beers can be? You know, you might think that you like or don't like a certain style, but it's kind of a case-by-case basis. Now, my wife doesn't particularly like dark beers. I love stouts, but she always wants to try a sip. And sometimes she does just inexplicably like something that I didn't expect. So, hey, that's why you got to at least try everything because you never know until you try it. Yeah, man. I think beers are definitely, it's like anything else. Everything's a matter of preference. And a person's individual taste in beer is as varied as the next person's, you know. Sure. And nowadays, what's really cool is you've got a beer for every palate. Kind of like with metal. There is a subgenre for every taste. I agree with you, man. And taste is such a weird thing because when it comes to taste on your tongue, it's like, how do you explain why you like something or why you don't? It's like, I don't know. This tastes good to me or it doesn't. I, I don't get to make that choice. <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't decide that steak tastes good to me but bananas don't it just <laughs> it just sort of happened that oh, way oh god steak and bananas in the same sentence <laughs> i can't help but draw an association your music taste can be like that sometimes too why do you like this song but not another song i don't know sometimes you just do and tom i like the song we're about to talk about which one is that again lightning strikes off of the firepower album oh baby This song is such a banger. Firepower was probably the greatest surprise album of 2018 for me because I heard it, you and me listened to it together when it came out, and it blew my mind. 
and lightning strikes is a perfect epitome of exactly the direction this band is taking and why they still got it after 50 years. You summed that up so well, man. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. So let's talk about Lightning Strike a little more. Mm -hmm. And this is fun because we just finished talking about Hell Patrol, the number two song on Painkiller. Yeah. And now we get the Lightning Strike, the number two song on Firepower. I, I guess two is going to be our theme for the for the next week or two. <laughs> <laughs> At least two is our theme for the for these episodes. And Lightning Strike seems very comfortable on the number two spot because it was also second on the set list in the Firepower Tour. And now it's the second song on the 50 Heavy Metal Year set list. If you're into numerology at all, you know, that's a lot of twos. When you're a band and you play live and you have to compose your set list, you know, obviously your opener, your closer, your song that you cut to encore with, those are all very important placements. Your number two track also is pretty important live because everyone knows the opener is going to be a good one. But then if you start on a high note, it comes with a built-in expectation mm. that you have to also deliver something rousing for the second song to keep the people invested as they're already energized. That's exactly correct. And the thing is, the opening song should grab an audience's attention. Your second song has to keep their intention. And then you've got to keep <laughs> them invested for the remainder of the show. I've seen bands live where they open with a banger and the rest of the set list is just so low energy and uninteresting. You, you wind up walking outside to have a cigarette or something. A great example of doing your second song perfectly right that I can think of off the top of my head at the gates when we saw them in 2014. Holy shit. Wait, that was 15, wasn't it? 2015. Okay. Oh, we did so, that. We saw them. Yeah. For those who don't know, really excellent classic <laughs> uh, death metal band from Sweden. And they opened with Death in the Labyrinth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, which is possibly my favorite song of theirs. And they followed it up in the number two slot with Slaughter of the Soul, mm. one of their biggest songs. And the crowd absolutely lost it. They were moshing like crazy. And they really picked the right choice for their second song to keep holding people's energy levels as high as they could be in the crowd. The electricity in the air at that show was unbelievable. I felt it in my spine. I felt it all over my body. It was one of the best shows I'd ever attended. It would have been even better if the dude next to me hadn't been throwing his fist in the air and almost elbowing me in the eye a bunch of times. But <laughs> listen, you know, life is full of little concessions, I suppose. Yeah, and Lightning Strike, I think, is another great choice mm. for Priest to play second, as they've been doing on the Firepower and 50 Heavy Metal Years tours, mm. because this is a song that also has a big positive well maybe not positive it has sort of a big forward moving energy to it
Lightning Strikes is another one of those short but sweet songs. It doesn't demand too much of your free time. It's three and a half minutes. So whereas Firepower, the track, opens the album with a relentless speed, but then you get Lightning Strike with its 6-8 time signature, and it really makes a solid one-two punch to start off the album. I'll tell you what I do really like about this song is specifically its lyrical themes, because it comes to me, when I hear the music, it strikes me as a song about inner strength, at least as far as my interpretation goes, because there's this dialogue going on between the narrator of the song being the strength within, and then he's talking about all of the demons and troubles that face a person. says, I'll bring you the head of the demon. I'm peeling the skin from his face. The life that you lead is inhuman. It's cause and effects a disgrace. So, in Tom, can I just stop you for a second and course. let you know that I actually wrote down in my notes to bring up the same verse. <laughs> the lyrics get especially brutal there. Yeah. It's really cool. There's some vivid imagery going on. Yeah. There. Uh, but yeah, continue with what you're saying. So what I'm saying is that, you know, as someone, you know, if I'm going to offer a more personal anecdote, is someone like me that struggles a lot with inner demons and turmoil. This song speaks to me because it feels like it's my inner strength and telling me that I'm a much, much stronger than those things are. And I would hope that other listeners, maybe other people who are struggling in life, get that impression too and can feel empowered because heavy metal is the genre of empowerment. Oh my God, you said that so well. And I actually never put together that sort of deeper meaning. You know, I took the song at more of a face value level and I I kind of thought of it as a relatively simple lyrical content. Oh, it's about hunting demons. Mm. But I think you've picked up on something really interesting there that I didn't. Well, I mean, most art is metaphorical i would say and the thing is each listener has their interpretation of the song even if it doesn't coincide with the author's intent your interpretation is just as valid as mine i would say i'm just offering my perspective and to be fair i'm definitely glad that i was able to maybe show you the song in a different light sure And you bring up a great point about things being open to interpretation. And that's a lesson that it took a while for me to learn. But now that I see that there are many different ways for a song to hit you, it makes me appreciate it all the more. Because like the discussion we're having now, different people have completely different views of what the song is. And no one is wrong. Mm. It's all about what the song means to you. Uh, That being said, I think I like your interpretation of the song better. And when I go back and listen to it, I'm going to try and think about that and see if I can pick up on the same sort of feelings. Well, I hope that you do. And that's kind of what's cool about having discussions like this is now you go listen to that song in a completely different light and you experience it in a brand new way. Hell yeah. And and that's probably, dude, that's the power of Priest right there is that... 
their music is so multifaceted and there is a lot of room for interpretation in the lyrical content of their songs. Hell yeah. And hey, uh, to the listeners, if there's ever a song that we cover and you have a different interpretation or there's something you know about the song that we didn't mention, send us an email. We'd love to hear it. And if we get some good ones, we'll even read them on the air. Absolutely. We want to hear your feedback and we'll get a discussion going about this. And then we can even revisit this later on. Musically, this is a really, really strong song. You've got a bonafide Judas Priest riff. You've got some really strong Halford vocals. Mm-hmm. Lightning Strike, this song has all the pieces, man. It's all there, and it's so well-constructed. And what I like about it is how concise it is. It's three minutes and 14 seconds long. So it, like you said, it doesn't overstay its welcome, but it gets its point across so succinctly and does exactly what it's supposed to, which is to excite the listener and to hopefully inspire them. That is absolutely essential to an album like this. 100%, my man. So I was online, I was browsing, And I found one of those list articles, and it was the best song on each Judas Priest album. And from Firepower, Lightning Strike was their choice. Interesting. What did they they say about that? This comes from Ultimate Classic Rock. I hope they don't mind me quoting them. And what they said about Lightning Strike is, Still epic, still larger than life, and still dominant 44 years into Priest's recording career, Firepower proves that Faulkner has carved out his place in the band, co-writing with Halford and Tipton in an exponentially maturing way. With Lightning Strike, the band makes use of the relentless marching 6-8 time signature, beloved of all sorts of metal bands, and use it to great effect with the towering riff action, proving once again no one can do Judas Priest like Judas Priest does. That was an incredibly concise explanation, I would say. Yeah. And I think it very much plays into what we've been saying is that when Priest gets it right, man, no one can top them. Nobody can beat them. What do you think, man? Is this the best song on Firepower? I hesitate to say yes, because there are other songs on the album that I'm very keen to as well. It's hard for me to say, honestly, because I love all of the songs so much that, uh, God, that sounds so lame, but I wouldn't say for me personally that it's the best song on the album. It's not quite my favorite, you know, the thrashing of firepower, those sort of speedy songs. That's more my jam. Not the best song in our opinion, But it's a very good one, and I'm definitely enjoying talking about it. Oh, for sure, man. And I think that, say that you met someone who hadn't listened to Judas Priest before, and they asked you, what song do you think best encapsulates this band? I would show them Lightning Strike immediately. Yeah, like we said, this song has all the pieces. I will say that 
Children of the Sun and Necromancer are also fantastic tracks off of that album. Oh, such a great album. Looking forward to talking more about those as well. All in good time. But I will say, yes, that Lightning Strike is quintessential Priest. It's got all the trappings and all of the hallmarks. And you hear that song and you know, okay, we're in business now. This is going to be a hell of a ride. This was the one single firepower song on the 50 Heavy Metal Year set list. It was the first single released from Firepower before the album came out, and there's even a music video for it. So I think it's clear that Judas Priest thinks very highly of this song. I think that they are big promoters of Lightning Strike, Mm. and I think they really love this song too. I think that... They know what they have here, for sure. No pun intended, I think they've really struck gold with this song. You will definitely, I would say, be hearing it in their set list for many years to come. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this becomes a staple. And if it does, you won't hear me complaining. Certainly it's a not. fun one. It's got a good chorus. Yes, And we mentioned there's a music video. If you haven't seen that, it's a fun one. Check it out. It's pretty standard stuff. You know, clips of the band rocking out with some overlaid blood spatter, fire, and red light effects. I like all those things. Yeah, well, hey, it's classic metal. And with all the hallmarks, it's a little bit distracting how often they cut from one clip to another. It's like each band member's on camera for a millisecond. <laughs> Maybe they thought they had to do that because everyone has shorter attention spans in 2018. <laughs> Who knows? It's still entertaining to watch, if nothing else. Hey, listeners, if you have any more thoughts on Lightning Strike or any Judas Priest thoughts that you want to get out there, shoot us an email, connect with us on social media. We've got all those links in the episode description. Yeah. And... Visit our great friends at the Deep Dive Podcast Network to find even more awesome shows dedicated to rock and metal artists. Everyone, thanks once again for listening. We're going to be back next week with a really big episode. So, dear listeners, until then, stay locked in and keep defending the faith. Faith.